0: So my friends, it's Charlie here, and I have got some really awesome news that I want to share with y'all. We have just been so very blessed, and um, God, well, we already know God's good, right? And he has just been putting his favor on us, and I'm really grateful for him. I'm really grateful for all of you that have been listening to our podcast, and so I just want to share some great things that have been going on. Um, First off, I really had no clue how much work goes into producing podcasts. For those of you that know me well, or you don't even have to know me that well, you know that I am not very technically inclined. My smartphone is definitely uh, at times smarter than myself, but um, the smartphone that I haven't actually even had very long. So... But thank the Lord, he gave me an incredible husband who is very technically inclined. Uh, anyhow, so we decide to do these podcasts so that I can just share the little tidbits that the Lord is always sharing with me. And I hope and pray that they are encouraging others and and um, being a blessing to you and that you're just seeing our Father God has love for you and a fresh way when you hear these messages. But um, so back to the whole podcast thing. <laughs> so uh, in order to make a, a podcast, you create a podcast. You have to put it on a, a platform like Buzzsprouts, which is what we're using. And um, you have to create at least one first. And then you can apply to all the apps where people would listen to that, like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all of those. So we created that first podcast. We sent it out to just a few of you to make sure it would work, got some good feedback. So then we, we've sent it out to um, more people. But when we submitted our applications to these different hosts, they let us know that it would take two to six weeks, two to six weeks before we would be listed um, on there just because they have so many applications they have to process and they actually um, have have to kind of listen in, and make sure these things are legit and whatnot. However, however, somebody say the grace of God, oh, the grace of God, say his favor, His favor on us. We were approved by Apple podcast and Spotify within two days, two days, instead of two to six weeks. That is the favor of the Lord. And we give him the glory for that. So want to let y'all know that you can go and find us directly instead of waiting for me to send out the links. um, You can find us directly by our show name which is living, loving, laughing in grace. No G's on the end of those. So again, our show name is living, loving, laughing in grace. And we can now be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, Pocket Casts, Deezer, and Listen Notes. And you can find us directly on there and hit the subscribe button. And that's the best way to do that so that you don't miss an episode, you get the latest updates. And like I said, and some of those, some of you, you know, that know me know that I intend to um, send out the notices and the texts, but sometimes that aspect I'm not so great at. So it would really be awesome if you could hit that subscribe button and then you would not miss any episodes. Also, Oh, y'all just <laughs> y'all are the best. We've been getting asked and I and I say we a lot. I apologize me and my husband. We've been getting asked a lot, "Can I share this?" Oh, Wow. Do you know the joy that brings me? Yes, you can share this. Please share this, right? This does not originate with me. This, this originates with the Lord. This is his material, right? This is his stuff. So please share it. And I love your hearts. I love that you want to, uh, and, and I'm asking you to share it. You know, honestly, we are so blessed to be in the day That we're in, where it has never been easier to share the gospel, right? We can share the gospel by simply hitting a button that says share. You know, or when you're going to church online, you hit that invite button and invite somebody, you know, across the city or across the state, across the country, across the world to go to church with you. I just think, you know, Peter and and Paul must be sitting in heaven like, wow, I wish we could have done it that way. Right? <laughs> like, You know, Paul traveled, that man covered some ground, you know, and that was back in the day of a lot of walking, a lot of donkey riding, uh, shipwrecks getting stranded on islands and bit by snakes and, you know, stoned and all those fun things he got to do. And today, Today we can share the gospel. We can, we can bring the Lord into somebody else's life by simply hitting a share button. And that excites me, right? I I think the Lord is waiting. He was waiting for such a time as this, where his word would be so easy to just get out there. And I think about John. Oh, John sitting on the island of Patmos. You know, he gave us the the book of Revelations uh, while he was sitting out there. But I bet you if he could have podcasts, we would have got a podcast every day from him and it would have told us how much God loved us because that's the, the disciple whom Jesus loved. John was so tuned in to how much God loved him. And so this is actually the word I want to share with you today is about our, our wonderful, our saving, our beautiful, our good news gospel. Uh, and coming to you from Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. And it says, and this is Paul writing, and he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. Okay, so I want to give you the whole scripture uh, because some of y'all are probably listening to me while you're driving, uh, or while you got other stuff going on. Sometimes I listen to me while I'm picking up the yard, right? But, uh, anyways, so back up to verse 16 it says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God. I want you to hear that. This is not a power of God. It's not one of several powers of God. The gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. It's the power of God. This is why we need to hear the gospel every day. I want to share something with you. Sometimes we think that the gospel you know, we don't say it, we don't really kind of voice it, but we, we kind of in a way think that like the gospel is kind of like basic, like we use the gospel to get saved and then we move on to quote unquote deeper stuff. But God says the gospel is the power of God for salvation. And I want you to understand that this word salvation, the first definition of it is to save us for all of eternity, to save us from hell to heaven. It is talking about our eternal salvation, the salvation of our spirit. Yes, the one and only way that we can receive salvation is through the gospel, which is that Jesus Christ came from heaven. He was born. He lived his life as a man. And at the cross, he took all of our sins All of our punishment, all of our judgment, and he carried all of that and went into the grave and God raised him up out of the grave on the third day, leaving all of our sins behind because we are justified. Jesus came up out of that grave because we are now justified. And God even goes so far as to say in Ephesians chapter two, that when he raised Jesus up out of the grave, he raised us up in him and he has seated us in Christ in the heavenly places. And you're saying, how can I be there when I'm here? Because he's talking about our spirit Just like God is three persons in one, he is God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy ghost, three distinct persons, but one God, he made us in his image. So we are also three in one. We have, we are, excuse me, we are a spirit. That's who you are. We have a soul. Our soul is comprised of our mind and our emotions, and we live in a body. Okay, so you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Your spirit self, the part of you that's eternal, the part of you that's going to last forever, the part of you you can't see, is seated in Christ in the heavenly places. Hallelujah! Right. Then the other part of us is still here. Right. We're still dealing with these these weaknesses that we have because we do still live in our fallen body. But praise the Lord, that's what the rest of this word salvation is for. So first, the Lord saves our spirit, right? Because first and foremost, he wants to make sure that you're going to get to spend all of eternity with him. But he cares about us while we're here. Remember, he made this world. He made our bodies. He cares about them, And so this word salvation also means to, to bring health, wholeness, prosperity, and peace. This is an all encompassing salvation. So that's what I mean that we all need to hear the gospel constantly because it's the power of God for our wholeness. It's the power of God for our health. It's the power of God for our wisdom and our prosperity. And this prosperity is in in every way. It means in in your relationships that you're prospering, in your life you're prospering. Yes, also in your finances that you're prospering. I got to be blessed so that I can, bless somebody else. Right. And that's why we want to be blessed. That's why we want to be prosperous so that we can share that with other people. So, um, this salvation, this word here, it's all encompassing. And it also tells us the way to get there is through the gospel. Folks, we begin in the gospel. We continue in the gospel. We live and we breathe and we walk in the gospel. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Jesus is so good. He's so good. So, um, I said, so this is on earth as well. Now notice that it says, who is this gospel for? Who is the power of God for salvation for? It's to everyone who believes, to everyone who, who believes god is offering salvation to everyone here's the truth of it jesus christ took everyone's sins at the cross however we must each choose to accept that we must each must each choose to receive him as our sacrifice we must choose to believe but God did all the work. See this? God did all the work. All we have to do is believe. And let me show you something. So, so here's how it goes. It's a salvation to everyone who believes. So I want to tell you, when I first learned the gospel, I was taught that a very fundamental, uh, very, just very basic, that yes, it is it is salvation for eternal life, but that's it. And so because I believed that, that was all I was receiving. But once I received the truth and the true gospel of grace, and the Lord has opened up his word so graciously that I see now, now that I see that his His gospel and his salvation was also to bring me healing. And if you haven't listened to that Good Friday message, I encourage you to listen to that as especially if you are dealing with any kind of physical um, ailments or sufferings or sickness, or if you have a loved one who is, please share that message with them. Amen. So um, Jesus suffered greatly. The whole reason that he was beaten and whipped and scourged, the Bible says that by his stripes, we are healed. So that's the gospel that brings me healing. If I choose to believe it. See, God can't give us anything that we're not choosing to believe because we're in essence pushing it away. And God respects our free will so much that even though it's the very thing we need, it's the very thing we desire, he will not force himself on us. He will not force himself You know, I almost died for lack of understanding how much my father, God wanted to heal me because he, it's not that he didn't want to heal me. I wasn't receiving it, but don't you know, he is so patient and he's so wise and he's so kind that he keeps coming to us and keeps coming to us and he'll send messenger after messenger and you know, he's got me, he's got you listening to me today. Somebody needs to hear this. Because he wants you to know so that you can believe, so that you can receive all the goodness that he's trying to give you, that his son has already paid for. So this is his gospel. And his gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. And it says to the Jew first, Jesus is a Jew. He came as a Jew. He came to his own people first and also to the Greek, which is all the rest of us, right? Even if you're not actually nationality by Greek, it's uh, to the, to implies to the Gentiles, which is all of us. Okay. So then it goes on. So we see that the gospel, I hope you see that the gospel is for all of us all the time. We receive, (laughs) we receive the Lord but then we get to keep receiving from the Lord. That's how good he is. Amen. And when we take our proper place of recognizing that there is nothing I can do for him, but I'm only meant to receive from him, oh, how much we can receive and how that delights his heart. The Bible says it is the the greater who blesses the lesser. Okay, God doesn't need anything from us. We have nothing to give Him. So when it comes to our relationship with our Father in heaven, we are meant to come to Him to receive. And once we've received from him, then we can give to those around us. But we'll have nothing to give to the people around us if we haven't first received from our Father God in heaven. We got to be filled up on his love for us. We got to be filled up on his grace towards us, his mercy towards us. We got to come to him for the wisdom we need for our own problems before we can be a help to anybody else around us. Hallelujah. And we get all that by grace because Jesus Christ has paid the price. None of us can deserve this. That's the beauty of it. You know, that's the beauty of the gospel. And that's why the world also doesn't like the gospel because the gospel puts every one of us on the same ground. I don't care if you've got 10 PhDs or you know, if you've never been to school in your whole life, I don't care if you're a triathlete or you can't even move your own body. And I've been there, you know, I don't care who you are and not that there's anything bad with those things, but they cannot save you. And the gospel takes all of us and puts us on the same ground. Because without Christ, we are all just as evil, just as wicked, just as lost, just as in darkness. The Bible says we're so lost, we don't even know we're lost. That's where we start. And so we're all on this even ground. And in the same way, once we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are all put on the same ground, the same equal standing called favor ground. Romans 5.1, God has put us on favor ground because of what his son did. Amen. So I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, kind of already getting into verse 17, where it says that for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. Listen to this. It's telling us that the gospel, what is in the gospel? The gospel is the righteousness of God is revealed. I want you to hear that. The gospel message, the gospel is that the righteousness of God is revealed. Not the righteousness of man. We have none. Not the sinfulness of man. Okay, that's not the gospel message. The gospel message is that the righteousness of God is revealed. It is revealed to who? To us. The righteousness of God is revealed to us. And how? From faith to faith. From faith to faith. Listen to this. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Not faith to works. Faith to faith. What's that mean? Well, how did you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior? Savior. By believing in him right? That's your faith. You receive Jesus Christ as your savior by believing in him. And when you did, the Bible tells us in second Corinthians five, that Jesus Christ became sin at the cross so that you become the righteousness of God. So that's what he's telling us. The righteousness of God is revealed to you. You and I become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus simply by believing, not by anything that we can do. Now, let me tell you something. That's how it started, right? That's how we receive salvation is by believing. Guess how we continue on by believing in faith. We don't believe that we got salvation as a free gift and then go into works. Well, now I've got to do this and this and this and this to maintain my relationship with God. You know, whatever this and this. And now I've got to make sure I serve in church and I'm there three times a week and I'm having my daily Devo and I'm reading the word. All those things are wonderful. And I hope you want to do them because you understand how much your God loves you. And that these are the things that edify us. But if we're doing them because we think that by doing those, we're maintaining our status of being saved. Or we're maintaining our holiness. Or we think that we're maintaining our relationship with God. We have moved into works. And our relationship carries on the same way it started. From faith to faith. As it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. The righteous man lives by faith. And you say, well, how do I use this? What do you mean? Let me give you an example. Every day, I bet even today, right? We do something wrong. We think something wrong. We feel something wrong. We sin. It's unfortunate, but it's inevitable. And some of you need to hear this. It's not if you're going to sin. It's not if you're going to fail. It's when you're going to sin. And it's when you're going to fail. Oh, Let's just breathe. That's right. That's right. The devil sets us up for this um, unattainable goal. And we set ourselves up. Through the pride of our flesh that there's going to be some point where I don't ever sin anymore, not on this earth. However, the Lord does work in us. As we look to him, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3, 18, the more we look to Jesus, the more we are transformed into his likeness. So yes, things start falling away. We don't stay the same, but we still Sin. And this is what this is saying. This is what we need to understand. The righteous man lives by faith. When I just sin, that is the moment I need to use my faith and remind myself that I may have committed a sin, but that does not mean I have just turned back Into a sinner. No, I still am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that's what you need to hear. That's what you need to remind yourself of. Yes, I did just sin, but that did not change who I am before my Heavenly Father. My Heavenly Father still sees me in His Son. I am still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. How is that? Because Jesus already took all of your sins. That sin is brand new to you. It's brand new to me, but it's not brand new to God. He saw it on the body of his son at the cross. It's already dealt with. We need to understand that God is not being lenient on our sins. Okay, He doesn't forgive us out of his mercy. He forgives us out of his righteousness and his justice to the work that Jesus Christ did at the cross. It's out of his grace and mercy that he first sent his son to do that work for us at the cross. But he is justified in forgiving us. He is justified in not seeing those sins on you and seeing those sins on me because he already saw those sins and punished those sins and the body of his son, Jesus Christ hallelujah can I get a hallelujah Hallelujah. (laughs) can I get an amen 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 and that's what it means that the righteous man shall live by faith when you fail is the moment to remind yourself of who you are of who you are not what you do the more we stare at our sin the more we will sin Okay, that's the whole thing that the the snakes, the snake bites in the desert with the Israelites was all about. When they got bit by the snakes, as long as they kept looking at their snake bites, they died. As I've told you before, the Old Testament is all pictures to show us the New Testament. So if we have sinned and we keep staring at that sin and the Bible says that you're going to become like the thing you're staring at, what do you think you're going to keep doing if you keep looking at your sin? You're going to become that sin. You're going to keep doing it. But what did they tell the Israelites who had been bitten to do? To look away from the sin and look to the cross with the bronze serpent on it. And bronze speaks of judgment. So so that picture was that that sin, the snake had been judged on a cross. That's right. Our sin has been judged on a cross. Look to the cross. See that that sin was already dealt with. And that you are so righteous. And that, my friends, is the faith that will pick you up out of that. Whatever it is. When I fail, I come to my father and I say, Daddy God, thank you. Thank you that you already took care of that sin. Thank you that you punished your son so that I don't have to be punished for that. Thank you, Jesus, that you took my punishment, that you took that sin so that I could be forgiven of it. And can I tell you from the time I started doing that, I have fallen more and more and more in love with my Savior because every time I do that, I realize how much he suffered for me, how much he's forgiven me, and how much he loves me. It's not about me beating up me. That gets us nowhere. It's about seeing that Jesus was already beaten for that, and I'll show you how this practically plays out in my life. I'll give you an example. When I just got in an argument with my husband, I'm sure none of you know what that's like. <gasps> oh my goodness! Yes, I get in arguments with my spouse, right? And our arguments are kind of funny because we don't really argue often, so we're not very good at it. Um, we think a lot alike, so. Anyways, a lot of times our arguments, just a few short words and one of us taking off for a breather. So I'll I'll come, I usually come to my study or out into my backyard and I'll talk to Jesus. And, um, after I'm through telling him everything that my husband's done wrong and he reminds me, you know, of how much he loves me, uh, and how forgiven I am right? He calms me down. And then I can see, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was wrong there. I was definitely wrong there. Wow. My husband didn't deserve for me to talk like that to him or to um, think that way about him. And um, I'll thank the Lord. (laughs) Jesus, thank you. That even right now, when I was still angry at my husband, you've forgiven me for that. And you know what happens, all that anger, all that, you know what happens too, when we sin, we feel guilty. And then when we feel guilty, it's a strange thing. We'll get even angrier at the person we actually feel guilty about because we feel like they somehow have broken our relationship with the Lord, or they've just put us in a bad spot or whatever. It's crazy. Then we can just stop and take a moment and say, thank you, Jesus. I'm already forgiven for that thank you that you already took the punishment for that then i'm able to go back in and apologize and to see where where he was just in his way looking out for me hey i got to tell y'all something i know a lot of a lot of married couples have already figured this out but i don't know how many times it comes down to I think I'm trying to do something for him, and he's trying to do something for me, and we're just misunderstanding each other. Well, but anyway, so I, I hope that gives you a practical insight. That when we, whatever it is, maybe it's a coworker, a boss, you know, whatever. We stop and see, thank you, Jesus, that I'm already forgiven for that. Right? That's what the Bible says. It says that we are to forgive because we've already been forgiven forgive because you've already been forgiven. That's the gospel. That's what happened after the cross. And I got to wrap this up. As y'all can see, even just a couple verses, I can, oh, it's just good to hang out and I love running with it. Um, Jesus is so good. So just, yeah, giving that thanks and remembering, I'm so righteous because in the first place, I didn't become righteous by something I did. So I can't become unrighteous by something I do. I became righteous because of what Jesus Christ did. And I remain righteous because of what Jesus Christ did. There isn't a sin that I can do that is greater than my Savior. Okay, Jesus Christ is a greater Savior than any sin you can commit. And let's make sure we glorify him that way. Let's make sure we lift him up above sin. Let's glorify our Savior. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is, this is our gospel and it's beautiful and it brings us salvation. It brings us renewal of our mind to remember who we really are. It was like I said, every day there's going to be things that want to tell you otherwise. That want to make you feel like a lousy Christian or like you're dirty or like you've just done something that's too unforgivable or that, you know, there's no way God wants to talk to you now. There's, there's things that influence us. And so we need to come back and hear the gospel, hear the word of God. Remember who we really are. And I said, this also brings health to our bodies, peace to our minds, wholeness. And so come back to how we started. Please share. It's never been easier to share. And we just never know, right? We all know that we can do a good job of making it look like we've got everything together when we've really got something going on inside or we're hurting. You never know that that coworker right next to you doesn't need to hear this or a friend or a relative or um, somebody or somebody, somebody, right? You send it to someone who sends it to somebody else. And that's how we spread the gospel. That's how we spread the goodness of our God. Amen. Amen. I hope you enjoyed this today. I hope you've been blessed. I hope you've been edified. Uh, In The name of Jesus Christ, I just declare that the Lord is with you. He His glory goes before you and behind you to surround you and protect you. May God lifts up his face on you. He smiles on you. He protects you. He blesses you and grant you and all of your loved ones peace. In Jesus' name, amen. My friend, if you have been listening today and you have not ever made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, We want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. You've just heard about how much your father, God loves you, how much he sacrificed for you, how much he cares about you, how much his son, Jesus Christ loves you. This is about entering into relationship with the God who loves you and he simply wants to take care of you. And you're not listening to this by accident. This was a divine appointment arranged by your Father so that you could have this opportunity. And so if you would like to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I'm going to ask you to just repeat this simple prayer after me right now and say, Lord Jesus, I want to thank you that at the cross you took all of my sins. I believe That you became sin for me so that I am blessed. I believe that you took those sins into the grave and on the third day you rose again without them. I am now justified before God. I declare that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. And I thank you, Father God, for giving up your son for me. I am now a beloved child of the Most High God. His favor is on me. His delight is with me. His protection is all around me. And I walk in a new relationship. And I am a new creation. In Jesus name. Amen. My friend, if you just prayed that, welcome, welcome to the family of God. Your life, you have just made the best decision for the rest of your life. You will now spend eternity in heaven. Heaven is your home and God is your father and God bless you. In Jesus name. Amen.